0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Aftersight. I am your host, Penn Street, and I want to give a couple of shout outs. I was asked to be a guest on the podcast, The Harmony Goal, and it was really super fun, so I hope you check it out. Um, Again, it's The Harmony Goal. If you like Aftersight, you will definitely like The Harmony Goal. And also, Audio Information Network of Colorado has some new original podcasts. One of them is called Blind Sight, and then the other one is Topic of the Month. And Blind Sight is about mental health, and we have an amazing host Bill Lundgren, uh, who is a psychiatrist, and he talks about all things mental health, and it's really, really helpful for all of us. And with Topic of the Month, we dive into a different topic every single month, and we do podcasts around that, as well as um, we present resources and services, so we make a lot of really neat connections. And to check out everything that AINC is doing, go to our website at AIN. Colorado dot O-R-G. And speaking of podcasts... Today, I'm interviewing Maddie and Liz, who are twins and sisters. I I guess that's, you don't really need to say sisters if you're (laughs) twins. Um, And they have um, a really incredible podcast called Courageously Kind. And I started following Maddie and Liz during the pandemic shutdown, when we were all hiding in the dark in our houses, (laughs) afraid to move, afraid to breathe. And they really, really um, brought joy back to my life. And they also brought light back into the darkness because it was pretty scary for me during those times. So Maddie and Liz, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for being here today.
1: Thanks so much for having us. We're so excited to to reconnect with you and and to be on here today. We're psyched. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Awesome. Awesome. So when we come back, we're going to dive in.
1: You're listening to Aftersight with Penn Street, an AINC original podcast. If you enjoy what you hear, please visit AINColorado.org for more shows, news, and articles read by our amazing staff and volunteers. If you have a question for Penn or would like to recommend a guest for future shows, please visit AINColorado.org slash podcast guest. And now, here's your host, Penn Street.
0: Maddie and Liz, again, welcome to Aftersight. This is so exciting. I feel like I I know you guys way more than I probably do just because we have reconnected over the, gosh, two years, I think it's been. Isn't that wild? Two years. I feel like we've known you forever, though. Yeah. I know. I felt that way the first time I listened to Courageously Kind. There was a connection there. And actually, my husband, Moses, um, he had started listening to you guys first. And then he's like, "Pen, you have to check this out. And then, of course, um, now it's we, we talk about you guys all the time. We feel like you're part of our family. <laughs> uh, we so even sweet. got to meet your dad in, in the background <laughs> one time. So. so thank you so much. I know you guys are busy. You're in college. Is this your second? Yeah. yeah wow I can't believe it
1: time flies oh, everyone says it flies but when you're in it it's like and a mile when, a minute and
0: when you get older and I know all old people say this <laughs> but as you get older because I remember being your age and I remember people saying oh the older you get that goes by faster mm-hmm. it, It really, really does. (laughs) It really, really does. Well, Maddie and Liz, I always like to start out after sight with just some rapid fire questions so that our audience gets to know um, some little bit more about you before we dive in. Is that okay with the two of you? Absolutely. Okay. And I want to hear from both of you. Um, so, So the first question is fresh cut flowers or a potted plant? Ooh. Oh, prob- I would say a potted
1: plant, because I get sad when the flowers would, like, wilt, mm. you know, Ooh. eventually.
2: I'm going to say fresh-cut flowers, because then I don't have to worry about killing a plant. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm really bad at taking care of <laughs> I'm actually with you. Um, it always makes me nervous when people give me <laughs> potted plants, because I do not—I usually hand it over to my husband, Moses, and say— <laughs> If it's going to live, it's up to you because, <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm with you on that one. Um, would you rather own a house, and I know you're young, but I know you're already thinking about stuff like this, mm-hmm. is would you rather own a house or travel the world?
1: Probably own a house for me. I think I'm kind of a homebody. Yeah,
0: mm. me too. Um, you would?
2: Yeah, I think I would love to have a a space, kind of like a home base plant your roots
0: yeah 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 i i i do own a house but i if i had the choice and i had the finances i would travel yeah um yeah i i love meeting new people Mm -hmm. and experiencing different cultures and um because even though we own our house we we travel a ton, yeah. so it's always interesting. I, I love these questions because it really makes me think too, because yeah. in my head, I answer them as well. <laughs> so um, markers or crayons?
1: Mm. Markers, I'm going to say.
2: You know, I haven't used crayons for so long, and I feel like I miss them.
0: Like the smell oh. of a crayon? <laughs> feel. Yeah, I'm going to go crayon. Yeah, and I like the because because I'm visually impaired. Mm-hmm. I like the texture mm-hmm. of crayons. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and you can touch the ends without getting it all over your fingers. True, right? it's more of a tactile tool for me. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> would you um, Would you prefer to cook the meal or do the dishes? Mm. Cook the meal. Cook the meal. I hate yeah. dishes. Yeah. <laughs> I am all in with you there. <laughs> I don't know if it's like a learned thing, but when I I swear, even as a little kid, Mm -hmm. because, you know, I'm the ninth of 10 children. And so my parents had these like chore, Mm -hmm. you know, charts. And so when it came time to where we were supposed to do that, and I remember even as a little kid, I felt like doing dishes made my back hurt, which makes no reason or I'm reason. And I still feel that way as an adult. So one (laughs) good thing is I do enjoy cooking and Moses likes to he loves to do dishes, which I think Perfect. is really weird. You guys are so a good we're, pair. We're, we are. We are. <laughs> okay. So music is really important to me in my life. Yeah. And um, so I always ask my guests, what is your theme song? If you had a theme song, what would it be?
1: Oh, this is such a good question. <laughs> I got to think about it. Um, you know what popped in my head is Walking on Sunshine. <gasps>
0: Ooh, I I don't I do feel like...
1: sunshiny every day, but I feel like that's no. a good goal.
2: <laughs> 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 Maybe like flowers in your hair by the Lumineers.
0: Oh, I one. love that one too.
2: What's oh, yours, Pen? Yeah.
0: <sighs> Mine is Eye of the Tiger. Uh, which yeah. May do you guys even yeah. know that song? You're so <laughs> yeah. You do yeah. Um, yeah it it always because I love Rocky like I love the whole yeah. story with all all of them I don't know how many there are now 10 or something <laughs> but um, just that overcoming what you don't think you can overcome and yeah. um, and just that beat right like, mm-hmm. you know just no matter how blue I feel I can I hear eye of the tiger and I'm like okay I got this I put on that. my boxing gloves like, <laughs> I can do it yeah. So, well, the two, the, thank you for that. Um, it's always just a fun way um, before we dive in, dive into the podcast. So thank you for being brave and actually answering them, because <laughs> I'm always worried one of these days somebody's going to go, nope, that's <coughs> none <under> of your business. <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't happened yet, but, but it could, it could. <laughs> well, the two of you um, started your podcast, Courageously Kind, and it seemed that it really hit a nerve with, um, what people needed, um, especially during the pandemic. Uh, could you share sort of what inspired the two of you to do that, to start the podcast and, and even the theme of the podcast and the name of the podcast, like how did this even come to come together for you guys? Yeah. Well, it was
1: really kind of, it felt really spontaneous to be honest with you. And I, I don't, I wouldn't consider myself, like, a spontaneous person, um, but it, it kind of just happened, I guess. that That's not a good answer. Um, but we were in the middle of the pandemic. It was August of 2020, mm-hmm. and we, like most people, were just feeling burnt out by, you know, the constant news cycle and just feeling really hopeless. Um, yeah. And I think we both—I'll let you speak on this, too, but I think we both were just— asking ourselves, like, what can we do for the world? You know what I mean? How can we make a difference? And I think everyone can make a difference in their own way. Podcasting, I guess, kind of became our way. Um, But we just, we just felt like the world needed kindness more than anything. And that was something that we could offer. So... I said to Liz, do you want to start a podcast? And she said, no. <laughs>
2: Why? Why would you do that? <laughs> I'm really glad that I said yes. So.
0: <laughs> yeah. How long did it take you, Liz, to, to get on the bandwagon with it? You know Did what? it take very long?
2: I immediately was like, yeah, okay, whatever. But it took me a couple weeks to really like <laughs> I didn't realize that she was (laughs) serious. I was like, oh, sure. Like, we'll start it, whatever. Uh, And and then as we got going, I was like, wow, you really want to do this. Okay, let's go.
1: We were just having these conversations in the, you know what I mean, in the pandemic. What else was there to do? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Talk to each other. And I just thought, how how cool would it be if we could have, like, a record of these conversations? Mm. but also maybe share them with somebody and and maybe something will will hit home for somebody or maybe someone can find connection through that. And I would say we have found so much connection and so much love through it. Um, It really was just born out of a desire to do something good.
0: I also would love for you to share, how did you come up with courageously kind? Because I know when... AINC asked me to do a podcast. In the beginning, it was called Community Conversations, but that wasn't, you know, sexy enough or whatever. <laughs> uh, and so it took us forever to kind of land on aftersight, and it really came about because we're like, well, why do we want to do this? And mm-hmm. and one of us said, well, we want to show that people can have lives after they lose their vision. and. Or like after losing after sight, and so we all like after (laughs) sight. There it is. So, um, but with courageously kind, it is. I mean, I just—it's almost a philosophy. Like when you, like when I think about being courageously kind. Mm -hmm. And so, how did you guys land on that?
1: It was really hard. I feel like picking the name is always the hardest part. (laughs) Like even when I write a paper for school or something, like headlines are the hardest. Hardest thing. We argued about it for a long time. We had a few that we were going back and forth on. We thought, we knew kind was in there somewhere. Mm. We knew the center of the podcast was about kindness. So kind had to be in there. Um, We toyed around with consciously kind, but to be Mm. totally honest, we couldn't spell that. (laughs) We could not spell conscious to save our lives. So we were like, okay, definitely can't. (laughs) that one's out. Um, but we were, we're talking a lot about kindness and how fear can be a barrier to being kind. Mm -hmm. We're afraid of what other people think, or we're afraid of, you know, really being kind to ourselves and what that looks like. Um, and so we kind of just stumbled on courageous. I think we argue about who actually came up with it. Liz is like, I totally did it, but I think I did it. But um, It was a group effort, we'll say. Um, yeah. But it, it does take courage to be kind to ourselves. Yes. It's an act of bravery to be kind to ourselves and to others.
2: And it kind of stuck courageously kind. Yeah. It's also a little bit of the opposite, too, of like, I think when we think about courage, we think about. Pride and, and loud energy um, mm. sort of brings that kind of attitude to something like kindness. It kind yeah. of puts the two together that they can work together.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's that is it is so true. I I think I have shared this with you, but I facilitate a low vision support group, and most of the people in there are senior citizens. And some of your ideas and and like you guys are really good about lists mm. and. I share those, I share those with my support group. And one of the things is yes, it takes courage to be kind, but it also takes courage to let people be kind to you. Yeah. Because that's the the one big thing is when you have a disability or you find yourself with a physical barrier that you need help everyone's I mean everybody needs help, right? But right. but when you're stuck in a or you're 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 find yourself in a situation where you do need help, it's really hard to not just ask for it, but just to accept it and 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 be okay with that. And, yeah. and so I use your courageously kind that side of it as well. And I and I think Liz, you like you point like you said, it, it is it's not just the sort of that um, that first layer, courageously kind. I think it, it has so many layers to it and so many sides to it that that the two of you, I think, really hit on something. And like I said, I, I feel like your podcast was a success from day one because you really hit on something that that people really really need. Mm-hmm. But I also think if any other two people did it, it still it would not be as successful because I think. Your stories and and your perspectives, because even though you're twins mm-hmm. you're you're so very different yeah. and you and you know that you you really bring that to the to your podcast you know week week after week after week um so one of the things that I know that you do a lot, you use the podcast as a platform for advocacy. Can you share a little bit about that and how that got started?
2: absolutely, yeah. So, Courageously Kind was kind of born very shortly after um, I did a video for an organization called Face Equality International. And they are a global alliance of different organizations who are fighting for fair treatment, equality, respect for those with facial disfigurement. Um, so... I really think Maddie saw the passion that I was starting to muster up for Mm -hmm. advocacy, for face equality. And that's really when the podcast began. And we really have made face equality a huge part of um, what Courageous The Kind is.
0: Yeah, and I know you talk about on the podcast, like even some of the, the, in media, um, you've brought up some of the, The films and things about that make people I don't know how to say it like monstrous or the villain or Mm -hmm. or whatever that 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 don't look I mean, none of us look like each other. I I I hate when they say if you don't look normal or whatever. None of us none of us look like look like each other. And um so so what kind of feedback have you been have are you receiving from the from those communities?
2: Yeah. so media representation is something that we are huge advocates for in um, the visually different community. A lot of monsters or villains in film and television often have physical disfigurements. Um, and it can be a very harmful trope that's used way too often. Um, that's something we're very vocal about. And thankfully the response to our vocalness. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um has been very welcoming and and receiving. I can't tell you how many messages I get from people that are simply saying, I never realized this and now I see it everywhere. Um, yeah. So we've been very, very lucky. We've
1: also received so many messages from people who have, Liz has a condition called golden hair syndrome. Um, and we have received so many messages from people with golden hair syndrome that have said like, I never knew anyone else with this condition. Oh. And it's so nice to, to be able to see you and connect with you. And I think that is, is so special and so heartwarming.
0: I don't know if it's me and I know algorithms and all that play effect on social media, mm-hmm. but I have... Notice since I've met the two of you mm. and we've had these conversations that I noticed there are more people that are sharing their lives and their social activities um, that are facially different yeah. on, on Instagram. I yeah. don't know about the other social media. And I, I don't know if it's true, but I think it's because of the two of you.
1: You're so sweet and so, i I have definitely noticed people yeah. nowadays are are more willing to share their stories and and more open to that and I think you know social media gets a really bad rep for you know like reasons that are justified cyberbullying and things like that but yes. I think it we do have the power to to make it a really accepting and inclusive place
0: yeah and i and I have shared this with the two of you um is when I was nine and I was diagnosed with Stevens-Johnson syndrome, and Stevens-Johnson syndrome, you burn alive from the inside out. They, they treat you in a burn unit. You You look, and your body responds just as if you've been in a fire. And when I was finally strong enough where they took me out of ICU and put me in a private room, they removed all the mirrors in my room, and I... I'm not—I was never—I was a tomboy, so <laughs> I don't ever remember looking at mirrors. And so when they weren't there, I didn't really notice they weren't there because, you know, my little sister's a different story. She's a total princess, <laughs> so she would have noticed right away. Um, but I was fiddling with the little tray that— um, that, you know, went over my bed and that you would eat your lunch on or whatever. And I was fiddling because, you know, I'm a tomboy, so I like (laughs) to figure things out. And I realized it flipped open. And when it came open, there was a mirror there and a, a big mirror. And I literally screamed and was hysterical because there was a monster looking back at me and it was so distinct um, because I, I would have looked very differently from the last time I had looked in the mirror, and up until I met the two of you, I when I when I share that story, I always say there was you know that it was a monster looking back at me because with the media, you know, you know. You look at any of the children's stories, the disfigured, facially disfigured person is the monster. So as a nine-year-old little girl, it was so sad to me that I didn't look at her as—that I was sick and that I was hurt and I was facing— You know, literally, life, death situation. My memory of it is, I saw a monster, and that made me so sad. But yet, it changed the framing of when I tell my story now. Because when I now, when I say, when I looked in the mirror, and obviously, I always tell everybody about you guys and how you changed, how you changed that story for me, and that it it does make me sad that it took. Decades for me to realize that I was that I was doing it to myself as a little girl. and that is just it's heartbreaking to me. And how many other children out there think of it that way because that's what the media is 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 telling me yeah. you you really did change how I look back at my story um and really really altered it and how I share it now. So thank you.
1: Thank you. I yeah. mean th- th- that's why we started this. I mean, yeah. when we started this, we could have never imagined that we would be able to impact people's lives.
0: yeah. do you you said you have people reaching out to you? Mm-hmm. Um, what, what What are some of the things that you're sharing with those people?
2: We had a very lovely message from a young girl who showed one of our TikTok videos to her dad. And her dad, I believe, spoke Spanish. And so she translated this video to him. And he had golden hair as well and just broke down in tears because he had never seen anybody that looked like him. Mm. And stories like that just melt my heart because I know what it feels like to not see anybody that looks like you. I was yeah. very lucky when I was around eight years old to meet a young girl who was about 10 years older who had a twin sister who oh. had the same yeah. condition and only lived wow. like an hour away from It's not wild. It was.
0: Oh my goodness. It
1: was like looking at ourselves yeah. in 10 years. It was
2: such a was an amazing experience. Mind-blowing and I'm so grateful for that but I also recognize that not everybody has that. Crazy yeah. experience. So to be that person for anyone else, it blows my mind and it warms my heart. And yeah, yeah, I'm so I feel so grateful.
0: Yeah, and I do think that it it is a platform, like you said, that can go either way. You know, the yeah. cyberbullying or or do something beautiful, and also you know, talk about courage, Liz. I don't know if you want to talk about that, but I think it does take courage to say, hey. This is who I am and I deserve to be here just as much as Maddie does or, you know, my mom does or my dad does or or my friend or whoever. Um, I I think you're courageous um, for what you are doing because you could, I mean, just like Maddie said, the, the cyberbullies could just be so horrible and I'm so thankful that they're not, but... Do you want to talk a little bit about what it, what that takes for you to, to be sort of this role model for the world?
2: Absolutely. I mean, just saying, you know, like, hi, I'm Liz and I have Golden Heart Syndrome. Makes my palms sweat a little bit. So, it's um, scary. And for a long time, I wanted to just fly under the radar, you know, all through mm. elementary school, high school. I just Didn't want to be noticed at all. I didn't want people to look at me at all because they would see something different. Um, And so then when Maddie comes to me and says, I want to do this podcast, knowing that my voice was going to be like on the internet was terrifying. You know, I Mm had to go to speech therapy for years to try and, and get my voice to be clear, and it's still not. A hundred percent like Maddie's would be, um, but I'm so grateful to have this cheerleader next to me that really just kind of pushes me off that cliff to say no, go do it. Um, yeah, I would have never met you, and I would have never met so many incredible people that have
0: really changed my life. Yeah, do you do you feel courageous? No, never.
2: No. Um, I, I feel like courage and, and also kindness are going to be skills I'm going to have to practice my entire yeah. life. And I have yeah. moments of courage. Um, but I don't know if I would ever label myself as courageous.
0: Hmm. Well, I, uh, you're t- you 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 mentioned TikTok and. I feel like some of the things you say on TikTok take some courage to say those and <laughs> uh, <that> takes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah 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 <laughs> um, so Maddie being yeah. be, because it all cuz I can't see people's faces so mm-hmm. to me um I always build a picture of what which probably I shouldn't Um, But I build a picture in my head what people look like, and it's similar to people who are sighted if they're talking to somebody on the phone that they've never seen, um, that you kind of, from what their voice and how they answer questions or the tone or whatever, Mm -hmm. you kind of build this, like, picture in your mind. So, to me, none of us look alike or none of us look um, similar. You know what I mean, I guess? Yeah, yeah. so, how has it been for you? Because I, my, my little sister—we're not twins, even mm-hmm. though my mother dressed us as twins <laughs> until we were teenagers and refused to do it—is—is um, um, is, we've talked about it, and and a lot of it that discussion has come out of out of your podcast mm-hmm. about kind of how she felt. Um, in comparison to what the other people around us maybe have felt with me mm-hmm. um but how is it how is it for you um cuz you're both like the face of this podcast and but yet you're you're both different you're coming yeah. from different different views um how how are you handling the this i mean it really is fame right i mean you guys are famous
1: so, that's so scary to think about <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, that
1: it's true I would say I I try sometimes I guess to be the more courageous of the two of us I know that sometimes Liz needs a little courage boost and so I am like okay I have to like build myself up so I can build Liz up um it's definitely sometimes nerve-wracking um you know, I find myself comparing what I look like to people on TikTok all the time, you know? Um, and -hmm. when I say like, Oh, like my face looks asymmetrical. Liz just looks at me like, really? Or did you really just say that? Like, (laughs) um, but that just reminds me, like, we all need to work on being kinder to ourselves and accepting ourselves just the way we look. Um, you know, I, I struggle with it too. Um, I think one of the hard things is that people don't assume that we're sisters or twins. Um, you mm-hmm. know, I tell people that we're twins and people have this idea in their head of twins that look, you know, the same, like carbon copies a- of each other. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so I tell people, oh, yeah, we're twins. It's always like a shock. <laughs> So that is something that has surprised me, um, because we feel like twins in every sense of the word, you know what I mean? Like we room together at college and we're together all the time. Um, so I'm always kind of like off put when people are like twins, I'm like, yeah, of course. Like you didn't get that from like, we're always together and like (laughs) hanging out all the time. Um, but yeah, it, it, this whole thing has reminded me how important it is to be kind to ourselves. and how that, like, reflects in others. You know what I mean? Like, if Liz sees me being unkind to myself, maybe that means she'll be unkind to herself. You know what I mean? Just, like, being examples mm. for each other and learning yeah. from each other. And that, um, I think I've learned that over the last two years.
0: Yeah. What would you say your biggest challenges are right now? Um,
1: stress and dealing mm. with stress and anxiety. We're coming up on midterms. college so that has been stressful and also navigating between like college and home we were home because we had covid and so it was nice to be home but it it was hard to be away from school um and that was something we really struggled with last year homesickness and things like that so Mm. i think those are the two two biggest challenges for me i would
2: think. what about you liz i think for me um not really having like a clear set path like my future I feel like Mm -hmm. a a lot of college kids or anyone really experiences that but I love to have a plan I love to know what that plan is um and right now I just kind of feel like I'm going along for the ride
0: (laughs) 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 yeah it's and I think that's okay isn't it I mean you guys because what you're 19 now yes gonna be 20
1: soon yeah Yeah. so
0: (laughs) I think that that's okay. But I, I I know what you mean. Like I, and I was telling Jonathan, uh, when we were talking, uh, you know, was telling them him a little bit about you. And I said, they have their sh- together. Like, and I did not when I was your age, you know, I can't even imagine handling, like, your your, your school load and your your families, and then this podcast. And you do. And it's not just courageously kind. You guys are doing all these little special things on the side and TikTok and all these different things. Like, I just, I mean, I, you know, I think you've raised the bar for (laughs) what 19-year-olds should be. (laughs) I'm glad it seems like we have
1: our stuff together because we feel like we don't most days. (laughs)
0: Uh, <laughs> I want to ask you something. I don't know if you, and you can say you don't, if you don't want to answer. No, I love but it. Who is your favorite guest that you've interviewed? And do not say me.
1: Well, you, of course. um <laughs> No, no,
0: no, no. Maybe well, Melissa. Sec- second best. Oh, Melissa Sampson. Right. She
1: oh. was so awesome. And we kind of stayed in touch via email and stuff. Um, oh,
0: you do? Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. So sweet.
1: Her documentary was like, so impactful it's so powerful um so to be able to talk with her about that was absolutely incredible
0: yeah and that that short documentary is it's called from my window Mm -hmm. and we'll make sure we put that in the the podcast notes Um, it it definitely is a is a powerful so what what drew you to melissa like her story like what what did you feel connected to
1: just the courage i think you know what i mean like the courage that she had to, to set this goal for herself um, and to do whatever she could to achieve it, I think was so powerful, so
2: motivating. And just that, I mean, she literally climbed a mountain, which is incredible. Yeah. Um, but I feel like it can also be so metaphorical to all of us. You know, I think we, yeah. we all have a mountain that we either have to or want to climb. Um, mm. And just her determination and her strength, so inspiring. Yeah.
0: Well, I know the two of you are are super close to your family. You've you've mentioned your parents, um, and like I said, I got to meet your dad um, <laughs> in the background. Um, that was fun. Um, but what's the most important advice that you think that your parents have given you maybe your mom and your dad Mm -hmm. if it was different that that you really took to heart and that has helped shaped you into who you are now
1: our dad always tries to cram them all in like whenever we're home from college he like sits us down and gives us the whole (laughs) his whole spiel um but i think something that we have always kind of had instilled in us by our parents is like never give up you know Mm -hmm. never give up persevere um yeah never give up I think is is what came to my mind first
2: also (laughs) whenever we would like be at a park or we go to school our dad had this really cheesy saying but oh no (laughs) (laughs) I
1: know exactly what it is
2: he would say go be free I grow up to be whatever you want to be. (laughs) Oh! But he would
1: say it, like, every single day. So we would know (laughs) it was (laughs)
0: coming. That sounds like it belongs on a (laughs) t-shirt. He would make that T-shirt. He would <gasps> or, or refrigerator magnets, I like mean, a bumper I, I sticker, maybe. That. Yeah, bumper sticker. Oh, that's great. That's great. I I also wanted to ask you guys, um, because you are in college, mm-hmm. is and your podcast is popular. How do how do people react to you when they, they <laughs> at, at, at college in particular? Yeah. because it is a tight knit tight-knit community there yeah and once they realize that you have this podcast and that you're maddie and liz and <laughs>
1: <laughs> it it has been kind of unexpected i guess you know with the internet nowadays you feel like you know everyone before you even meet them i guess but we yeah. have had people from our school be like oh yeah you guys are the ones with the podcast like i know you guys i i've heard of your podcast we're actually taking an audio engineering class and Ooh. part of the project is a podcast project and our professor was like so i listened to your podcast and yeah you can just do that for class if you want And we were like <laughs> perfect <laughs> double dipping yeah. um so it's been it's been kind of unexpected, but kind of cool. Um, and people are also like recruiting us of like, do you want to come to the TV station now because you do oh. podcast things? And we're like, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's good because we need like practicum hours, so we need like field experience hours. Oh, um, so we can kind of you know count what we're doing.
0: Yeah, for exactly. those. What about you, Liz? What about you, Liz? Like, yeah. how do you?
2: I feels so terrible when somebody comes up to me and knows me from the podcast but I don't know their name. <laughs> oh my gosh, I feel so bad and I feel like I, I think I should know them. Yeah. And I'm always like, hey, mm. hey you <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, like, I don't know their name. <laughs> but it is really bizarre and I don't think it it's something I'm going to get used to anytime soon. But it's kind yeah. of nice as like
1: introverts a little bit to like have people mm-hmm. already know you don't really have to like explain
0: who you are or what you do that has been yeah. nice yeah. <laughs> yeah you I mean you already have the icebreaker right already broken because if you meet on campus and you're at a party or something yeah they already have something they can talk to you about right <laughs> yeah but I but I agree I it drives me crazy when people I was at an, a fundraising event last night and mm-hmm. People came up like Ben. It's so good to see you again. Where's Beethoven? <laughs> Beethoven is my guide dog, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Who are you? <laughs> hey, you! <laughs> it's yeah. good to see you too. <laughs> Love your sweater." <laughs> I'm like, "I don't know who you are." <laughs> it happens. <laughs> so, are you guys going to? Are you t- have you taken over the TV station? Not totally. We've been doing weather
1: segments, actually, oh, no. which is fun. We did one this morning. Um, so that's been fun. Learning all the equipment is, like, super intimidating, but it's oh. been fun to just play with it.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you think you'll do more? Like, what, what, is your, what do you aspire to do?
1: Def- I kind of like more of the behind-the-scenes, like, writing and that sort of thing. Oh. So I don't know if, like, super on-camera things... One of our professors does a segment called "Mental Health Matters," which I think is really Ooh. cool. So I'd love to get involved with that in some way, but
0: we'll see. It is is it is it um, on television or is it a podcast that he does?
1: It's not on television. It's through our TV studio. It's on YouTube. Um, so it's like oh, okay. a yeah, like a video segment
0: which I think is really cool. And does he interview people or or does he just talk to specialists or?
1: He interviews, I believe it's professors on campus and like professionals in the community, mental health professionals. Um, And they just talk about different. I know they did like a seasonal one. So they talked about like mental health around the holidays and that sort of thing. Um, Seems really cool.
0: Yeah. Love to learn more. So what do the two of you do to, um, because mental health is so critically important and that's why We started uh, a, a, you know, a special podcast and topic of the month here at AINC because especially, I feel like that was one of the things that came out of the pandemic is that it's okay to talk about mental health. And what do the two of you do to take care of yourselves in that area? Yeah, talking about
1: it 100% Mm. is so important. We meet with an advisor here on campus um, to just check in. With how things are going. She has a psychology background. So she, you know, helps us navigate all of that.
2: Um, what else? What do you do, Liz? Um, I think talking about it, being open um, and clearly communicating how you're feeling, mm-hmm. um, a big kind of roadblock I kind know of we've experienced um, and getting angry or frustrated at each other is when there's something deeper going on mm-hmm. that we're just mm-hmm. not articulating. So I think it's really helped our work relationship and our our sister relationship um, when we are are able to articulate what we're feeling, why we're feeling that way, um, and then we can move forward and, you know, do the self-care, take the long shower, little things like that that really help. Yeah. I think being
1: outside too, we both love the outdoors and so Mm -hmm. getting some fresh air and spending time in nature um, and just, you know, the little things of like getting enough sleep and eating our fruits and veggies (laughs) and trying to do that in college um, is hard. That's hard. Yeah. It is hard. Chicken tenders at the
0: dining hall all the time, you know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the french fries Don't forget the french Yeah, fries. The best. But sometimes <laughs> that. I mean, I wouldn't recommend it every day. But sometimes, like I know, I. It's, it's just like this is a pizza ordering night, yes. you know, and I don't feel like making quinoa and mm-hmm. green beans and <laughs> that kind of thing. And I just, I just need to get on my app and order a pizza. Yes. <laughs> and I think that is that is self-care yeah. sometimes. As long as you're not doing it every every night.
1: Yeah, balance. Of course. Yes. <laughs> All about balance. <laughs> I love it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um what I I know you guys are only 19. Mm-hmm. Um and you have a long prosperous life ahead of you. But when you think about courageously kind What do you first do? Are you thinking about continuing it on past college?
1: I think so. I think the ultimate dream would be able would be being able to do this for our our whole lives. I don't know if it'll last that long, but Mm. to do something like this in this capacity, um, you know, dream would be to do it as a job. but you know we're i think both realists and understand that 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 is hard sometimes um yeah but yeah we don't have any plans to stop it i guess we'll go as long as we can
2: absolutely that's
0: great
2: i think we'll always be talking about kindness i don't think we're ever gonna shut up
0: You found your voice. <laughs> You're not going to be quiet again. Yes. Absolutely.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so so what's next? Like what do you what do you, what do you think like from a year from now? You've got your first two years in. Um what do you what's next for the two of you?
1: I think just talking to more people as of right now is the plan. Um we have a crazy crazy dream to get a billboard and have some kind of kind message on it. Um, That's like one of our crazy dream plans. Um, We'll see.
0: Where would the billboard be?
1: The dream is Times Square, but those are very (sighs) expensive and we do not have a budget for that. Um, So we'll see. But um,
0: what would your message say?
1: I think just be be courageously kind. Mm.
0: Yeah. And then,
1: people can interpret that how they would like to interpret that. Um, But yeah, I think the next year, just talking to more guests and trying to find ways that we can get people engaged in kindness and acts of kindness. And we, I think would love to be able to do more like action service-based type stuff.
0: Yeah. And I know that your faith is really important to you and Mm -hmm. and you, you, I don't know if you're still doing it, but I know you were doing sort of a shoot-off Mm-hmm. From courageously kind, um where you where you were sort of diving into that topic. Are you still doing that? We have not resurrected that
1: yet. I would love to resurrect. Okay. Yeah, Liz is actually I thinking about it. minoring in religious studies because she loves that sort oh, of
2: thing. Oh, wow. Yeah, I it'll really happen. I hope so. But yeah, I'd love to resurrect that series. I love talking to people all different types
0: of faith. Um, mm-hmm. Yes and that's what i i loved listening to it because you had people that were on there that you know it was very universal mm-hmm. what the people that you had on mm-hmm. i think it was
1: a fun way to to connect with with people that do have different faith backgrounds than we do um and just kind of realize that you know we're all humans and we all deserve kindness and everyone's beliefs and values might look a little bit different but we're all we're all rooting for the same thing, which is kindness. So,
0: absolutely, absolutely. Um, are you guys ever going to do? Uh, I think I asked you this last time. Um, are you ever going to do like T-shirts or like a line of? I
1: think we should. We're trying to figure out March. how how to do it. We just figured out our website, which was totally more complicated than I <laughs> was expecting. Um, so, hopefully, maybe someday we will have. Okay. A full line of merch. We have journals. We did um, this thing called the Self-Kindness Journal um, that Mm -hmm. has 30 prompts just to help people kind of explore what self kindness looks like to them and, and dive deeper into that. Um, so those are available yeah. on Amazon. Um,
0: oh okay. That's really Yeah, I was going
1: to ask like, you merch. that was my
0: next cuz you had sent me a sticker yes. which I have that yeah I that, that is on my notebook that sits by my desk at home. So how do people find out about you? Um, you said you just, you know, built your new website. So share with the audience where they can find you guys.
1: Yeah. So our website is courageouslykind.org dot org was expensive but we have got a dot org so we're set up there um and we're on instagram at courageously kind podcast we're on tiktok at courageously kind what else
2: you can listen to the podcast wherever you hear your podcast so spotify at music um we're on overcast i think mm-hmm. any streaming service i believe yeah and, and
0: when do your podcasts drop every sunday Sunday.
1: Yes. So typically Sunday afternoons, sometimes we don't get our butts in gear and it's Sunday evening, (laughs) but every Sunday for sure.
0: That's great. (laughs) And we will put those notes in in our podcast notes. So if you didn't, you know, catch that, catch that. So, okay. So I always give the opportunity for um, my guests to ask me a question. So since there's two of you, you can either secretly like take a second (laughs) and come up with one, but I'm open to having a question from each of you.
2: How did you get into doing, like, advocacy work, you know, the work that you do? How did you get into doing this professionally?
0: Oh, my goodness. Um, it still surprises me that I'm doing it. <laughs> I, you know, I didn't, you know, I went to school to be a journalist and mm. a special ed teacher. I, I, And so I never, if somebody, I just never thought that this would be where I was. I had other people advocating for me, but I, which I was very fortunate to be one of those kids that, that had people that went to bat for her, but which I know that I'm very lucky because not all kiddos have that. But I think it was, you know, people started asking me to talk to the elementary school, you know, just little things here and there. Um, Or, you know, organizations like the Lions Clubs would, you know, I'm a member. So they would say, oh, Penn, would you get up and share your story? Mm -hmm. And oh, my goodness, I was so terrified in the beginning. But then people just kept asking me and then it just sort of grew out of that. And then the advocacy part there really was a shift from people advocating for me to where I was advocating for other people. And it was really just sort of a natural step. But really, it's just people started asking me to tell my story. And like this podcast um, that I got asked to be on, um harmon the harmony goal, he, he said, Well, what do you want to share? And I said, Well, what do you want me to talk about? <laughs> because, you know, I have people that, oh Penn, can you come and talk about guide dogs? Mm. And well, I could talk about that all day. <laughs> or but when they, you know, I I you know I have faith based communities that ask me to come and talk about how the power of prayer and how that saved me and continues to to this day. So it's you know it really was just people asking me and me allowing myself to be okay with sharing it because in the beginning it was like oh I don't want anybody to know anything about me and I you know kind of like Liz what you were t- I was trying to go under the radar um, but then I but then I realized you know I wouldn't be who I am today if people ahead of me didn't advocate and didn't step up and stand up and fight. You know, put those boxing gloves on and, and and fight. So now it's my turn. So that's that's a great question, Liz. Nobody's asked me that yet. So well, thank you. Sh- thank you for sharing. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Maddie, do you have anything? I've got
1: one. And you can say it's too personal if you don't want to share. Yeah, okay. That's totally <laughs> fine. Um, but I would love to hear more about the power of prayer. I think prayer is something I'm always exploring. So what, is that, what does prayer look like for you?
0: Yeah. So when I mean as a little kid, you know, you're going to church and you learn about prayer, but mm-hmm. when I was diagnosed with Stephen-Johnson syndrome, the they the doctors thought I was unconscious, but I I was still there and I could hear. I couldn't open my eyes cuz it hurt too bad, but I was still I could still hear at that time and I heard them tell my parents that if she makes it through morning, it's it's not from anything we did. Wow. And so my, they, they had done all they could do. Yeah. And so, you know, my parents stayed in the, the room. Well, only one at a time. I was in ICU and they gave my mom a phone. She was the first one. And I heard her calling all of her friends and family and her saying, you, you need to call everybody you know. We need to get the prayers out. And so all night, that's what my, and they would take turns every time my dad would come in the room. He'd make phone calls and. Um and it really was. Um they were the doctor, the whole medical field was just in shock. Wow. That not only did I survive, but I could still see some. I still had some vision. Yeah. I still had um most of my hearing. I could talk, I could I could think, I could breathe on my own. And then eventually I was even able to eat on my own. And it really was a miracle. And we had doctors that weren't necessarily believers believers of prayer. Yeah. That they they literally just put their hands up and said, "I I have no idea why you're still here." Wow. Um and so um and then throughout my life, you know, I uh, you know, I have a really bad heart and bad lungs and um you know, there's been some poor Moses. I keep saying I'm going to give him a heart attack some <laughs> of these days as many times as he's seen me go gray from not being able to breathe or my heart stops. Mm-hmm. Um but it's it's that same thing i know that that's that it's prayer that's keeping my heart going and my you know keeping me breathing and um you know and and i do i say a prayer every time i wake up in the morning and i manage to be able to get out of bed and you know i'm thankful and yeah. so that's what prayer means to me is is believing beyond what's here right now in front of me. Um, It's something that's bigger than me. And I do believe that if enough people are praying and putting that energy out to the universe, Mm -hmm. that it does create change.
1: Absolutely. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. (laughs) That's so awesome.
0: Oh, Maddie and Liz, I could talk to you all day. <laughs> I know. Uh, I feel like you're my my little sisters. Oh, um, we love you, and um, so we love you too. And and Moses senses love. Oh, um, Moses. He's a little bit jealous that he's not, <laughs> he's not here today. So, um, but I do want to really thank you both for taking time. I know it's a, you know, it's getting to be Friday evening where you are, and um, I'm sure you have big. Big plans for the for the evening. So thank you for it, spending it with me. Um, what would you want the takeaway today to be for our audience out there?
1: Kindness takes courage. It's not always easy to be kind to ourselves or to others, but it's
0: mm.
2: always worth it. Yeah, and that courage that you need is inside of you. You already have it. Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: I love that. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Maddie and Liz. Tell your parents I said hello. Will do. Uh, Thank you. (laughs) Tell Moses we said hello. (laughs) I will. I will. And I definitely want to thank Audio Information Network of Colorado for making this podcast possible. I get to do the fun part. I get to, you know, get to chat with these beautiful people. And, but they're the ones that do the hard work on the back end and make this podcast successful and communicate with all of you out there. And, um, and going along with what, you know, Maddie and Liz says, be kind to yourselves and find a way to be kind to somebody else this week. It's good for your soul.